Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. It's Thursday evening. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry. It's our preview show. We're about an hour away from Chiefs at Broncos. Taylor Swift apparently will be in the house uh, trying to make a bit of folklore. See what I did there, Alf? Uh, mm-hmm. It's Carolina this weekend coming to Miami, coming to the 305. I said it again. Chris isn't here tonight. It's just Alf and I. We're just rocking uh, kind of not solo, but sort of solo. Uh, anyway, before we get any further, we need to let you know. Can I ask this- you a que- Can I ask you a question, Simon? Hit me. What is the last name of the Eagles Center? Uh, Jason Kelsey. Kelsey. Okay. What is the last name of the all-world defensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, well, do you mean the rookie, Jalen Carter? Uh, not or him. The older guy. This is going to be Kelsey Cox something swift, isn't it? <laughs> Kelsey Cox hurts swift. <laughs> yeah. Or you could have done Kelsey, gonna... Kelsey Cox Slay Swift. <laughs> yes, that team. That team has so many combinations. <laughs> There's got to be. So I'm going to look at it now before we get any further because I've got the mind of a child. Um, yeah, yeah. But the key here is that DeAndre Swift got traded for. If not, none of this works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Where are we? Do they have a Taylor? Do they have a last name Taylor? If Bobby Taylor could come out of out of retirement, okay, we'll, we'll be retirement. set. Right, let's have a look. So what we're looking at, players, 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 players. Has Marion McKee, Gamewell, Penny, Cox, Penny, Swift, Cox, Scott, Swift, Cox, Brown. What was the for Kelsey, Cox, Brown, Swift? Doesn't really. God, Stole Dickerson. Crystal <laughs> Johnson. Dickerson. Dickerson, uh, Cox, and Jomo. Uh, so you could have Kelsey Cox Sweat. <laughs> Kelsey Cox Sweat Swift. <laughs> there you go. That one works too. Brie Brown, Evans, Evans, Goodrich, Job, Ricks, Ringo. I think that's got enough connotations. The, uh, the, the guy that they want to start at right guard is the name of a lotion here in the United States. Uh, who's that? Jurgens. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so, it, I don't think I don't think it's gonna work apart from apart from Slay is the only one that would work, but yeah. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> yes, it was. It was fun while it lasted. Look, uh, before the more fun continues, I need to tell you that our show is brought to you as always by our good friends at Prize Picks. Use the promo code three yards, that's the number three, to get a one hundred dollar match bonus on your one hundred dollar deposit it's also brought to you by better edge go to betteredge.com forward slash five the number five reasons to get twenty dollars just for signing up by gopuff.com use the promo code welcome one zero one zero ten ten welcome ten ten to get ten dollars off your first ten orders 
by factormeals.com. The promo code is three, the number three, yards per carry 550 for 50% off your first order. And by our old friends at Manscaped. It's great to have them back. We've got football back. We've got Taylor Swift. She's going to be in Denver tonight. Um, and did you see, uh, it says on my script, uh, players getting their faces burned off by fire pits. Did you see David Njoku's face? Yes, I saw that. He is oh, much better today. Shit. I'm happy to report. I'm that happy is, to report. No wonder he had the no wonder he had the Halloween mask on. Christ, that looks awful. And he had the game of his uh, of his season. Uh, the so game far. of the season, absolutely. He was uh, he was the Cleveland MVP. But the real MVP, Alf, as we both know, is the all new Beard Hedger Pro Kit by Manscaped. It is the Tyree Kill. It is the I mean, this week it's the Brock Purdy of beard hedging, if you will. Nine million men apparently use Manscaped worldwide. Nine million. It could even do a job. If you haven't seen Chris Kaufman, he has got hair like Jesus, and it could also it could even do a job on Chris's Jesus look. And you could top it all off with Summer Manscapes liquid formations: beard shampoo, beard oil, and beard balm. Try saying that after three or four pints. Get twenty percent. See, I can't even say twenty percent off. I can say beard balm, but I can't say twenty percent. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code five RSN at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code five number five RSN. And I say it every week: your grass is not artificial, Alf. So keep it shaved with Manscaped. Right. Let's get to the preview show. Carolina heading to Miami. Uh, Bryce Young at the helm, the Panthers who haven't won a game yet. Um, but actually, Alf, I was looking at some of the numbers before we before we we started, and we'll start off when Miami have got the ball. Um, in terms of defense, actually, the Panthers thirteenth in terms of total yards allowed per game. Uh, not particularly good against the rush. They give up twenty sixth amount of yard, one hundred forty point eight yards per game, almost five yards a pop. But they're very good against the pass. They're the fifth best team in the league against the pass. Fourteen sacks this season. Uh, and third down efficiency, they're second best in the league, 30% in terms of uh, making teams punt or go to fourth down. So, you know, there are some things that, you know, and they've got, they've got decent players on that defense. You know, I know Derek Brown hasn't practiced at all this week and may not play, but you've got Derek Brown, you've got Brian Burns, you've got Ito uh, Gross Matos, Justin Houston still kicking around. Frankie Louvre is a really, really good player. Von Bell obviously had that interception against uh, Tua last year in the, in the game that he got injured, Jeremy Chin. C.J. Henderson's bounced back a little bit. Dante Jackson, Xavier Woods is a good player. So defensively, they've got some they've got some talent there. So Miami's again. We talked about it with with the Giants. You know, there are two massive games coming up in the next four weeks: Eagles next Monday, uh, and then the Chiefs in Frankfurt. And you kind of don't want to be caught looking ahead to the Eagles with an um, with, with a no win Panthers team coming into town. Uh, absolutely, and uh, th- there's there's something to like about this this Panther team. At all, at all, at all corners, and it's and I hate to say that. Oh, this is really like a two, a two and three team because they've earned those five losses. Uh, but they have, they have fatal flaws inside of these games. Uh, they're really bad on third down. But uh, if you look at the defensive side of the ball, I'm completely with you. They, they have good players at every single level. Derek Brown mm-hmm. is as good a defensive tackle, defensive end as you're going to find in this league. Uh, you already mentioned Von Bell. I love Xavier Woods. Always liked them. Um, I thought he was a really good signing when they picked him up from Minnesota. Um, Jeremy Chin is a player we've talked about before. CJ Henderson, like you said, is revitalized. Uh, Justin Houston was really good last year. Um, Frankie Louvu is a guy that everybody liked. Frankie Louvu, really good player. 
Yeah, so so there's like not much. They're gonna have a 100 million dollar edge player in Brian Burns as soon as season's over because I think Brian Burns is gonna be the most coveted free agent because I haven't signed him yet. So there's not much oh, wrong with this defense. Although if you watch them against Detroit, the uh, they have some issues on outside zone, and I wonder what team that's is, is pretty good <laughs> with outside zone, and, and of course their main issue on defense. They're fourth in the league in giving up explosive plays. First in the league is the Denver Broncos, and we know what happened to them. The Giants are third. Oddly enough, the Bills are are fifth. So they're bad in outside zone. They're not particularly great on third down. They do have a lot of talent, but they do give up explosive plays. So that makes for a pretty spicy recipe for the Miami Dolphins offense. How do you think the Dolphins offense is going to look? I mean, uh... You know, we've looked absolutely fine uh, last year without Devon A-Chain, but he's out four games with the knee injury that happened towards the end of the, certainly at the start of the fourth quarter, towards the end of the game last Sunday. How do you think the Dolphins will mix things up? Do you think we'll see more Chris Brooks? Do you think we'll see more Savon Ahmed? How do you think it will play out in terms of trying to replace what he brings to the table? And the, uh, the other name to throw in, because he's been getting a lot of, you know, a lot of jet sweeps and a lot of things like that is Chase Claypool, another, you know, uh, who we traded for the other day, who had an outstanding rookie season in in Pittsburgh, doing exactly that, you know, picking up big yards in, in important plays on things like jet sweeps, using that incredible size and his quickness and those sorts of things. How, how do you think, A, the Dolphins will deal without Devon A-Chain and B, how do you think uh, Claypool will be worked into the lineup if if he if he's active? Well, uh, Savan Ahmed, the, the 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 emergence of Devon Achan was was going to happen anyway because I'm pretty sure that they were going to unveil him at some point, but he got a boost because Savan Ahmed had a groin injury. So you got to figure that some of those snaps, especially in the passing game, I'm going to go back to Savan Ahmed. Uh, Jeff Wilson is back in the fold. He's practicing this week. I figure he will be active this Sunday. He'll be in uniform and he'll play his first game as a Miami Dolphin. So figure some some carries to go his way. I think they gotta they gotta reward Chris Brooks for some of his play. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that we want to grade a guy on like twenty two snaps, but he's the second graded running back by PFF behind Christian McCaffrey. But it's easy to see when you watch his film; like he's good at everything. He's a great blocker, good runner, has really good vision, has good power. So that's another guy that you can incorporate. And I thought that Jalen Waddle uh, is a guy that needs to get more looks. Um, I hate to say that a guy that's having his type of production is having a bad year, uh, especially when he's on a, a pretty damn good offense. But he was asked today, you know, what, what he thought about his place in the offense and what the offense is looking like. And he said that he doesn't think the, the, the Dolphins have gotten to at least half of the stuff that they've worked on. This offseason. And you mentioned a, a great name, Chase Claypool. Like, uh, ever since Ezukama has been injured, and I, and I figure that that injury is going to take a while to recover, maybe even the entire season, I think that that's something that they wanted to expand on. And I think they traded for the guy to fill that role. So you can see that back into the fold. So they got plenty to get to and plenty of weapons that they can use to to, I guess, mitigate the loss of Devon HN. But I, for those out there that are saying, oh, they're not going to miss a beat, uh, you're, you're going to miss a beat. Whenever you can hand the ball to somebody and he goes 80 yards, that's pretty nice to have on, on your roster. 
So, so do you expect them to go a bit more physical then? If we back with Brooks, with Claypool, uh, you know, and people have, you know, certainly knocked Chase for his time in Chicago for his lack of effort on blocking. But actually, you go back to those Notre Dame days, you go back to his rookie days in Pittsburgh. He was a really physical player in the in the run game. You know, very active with his hands, very powerful, using that massive frame to to engulf people. So, do you think that actually there just might be a bit of a change of pace, a bit of a change of emphasis with the run game that we just go to a, a much more physical style of play? Absolutely. Uh, and it, it really was a sight to watch him out there in practice as he walks right past Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And you're like, no, wow, this is a pretty nice looking tight end that we just signed here. Oh, that's a wide receiver. So, yeah, yeah 6'4", 238 pounds. He'll call him a vending machine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's he's a fabulous looking athlete. And I, I said this before. Uh, some guys were saying, you know, I, I was with the Buffalo Bills guys uh, last night. And maybe it's a little bit of wishful thinking on their part. But I made him a bet that he was going to have more than three and a half touchdowns the rest of the way. So if he gets four touchdowns, I win. They say less. They think that he's going to be, uh, you know, not not much of a – he's going to be a bust, in other words. He's 25 years old, you know. Uh, I'm pretty certain that he's had a conversation with his family and his agent, and his agent told him, you know, that this is probably your last chance, and this is a pretty good opportunity here to show your wares on a really good offense. I think he's going to be a hit. Uh, Mike McDaniel is one of those guys that just has the magic touch. He'll find a way to use them and he'll use them effectively. And I think that, you know, Ezekama has been replaced uh, because he has that injury. And I don't figure he's going to figure into their plans this season. I think they got the guy that's going to take over that package. And if you remember, that was a four or five play a, a game package. And Ezekama was actually getting some more, some more snaps at wide receiver as well. So if, if he plays 15, to 18 snaps a game, he can make an impact. And I think he will. Yeah. How do you how do you assess um the injury to Rob Hunt in terms of, you know, that is not a guy that you, you know, you want to lose. It's not a guy that you, especially with, you know, that game against Philadelphia coming out, you're playing Jalen Carter, you're playing, you know, Fletcher Cox, the, those guys that they've got on that defensive line. You kind of want Rob Hunt to be healthy and he hit the injury report today. And also obviously Connor Williams hasn't practiced for the for the last two days. Is there an element of, uh, and you hate to look ahead because this is where you stumble and you fall and, you know, you could end up, you know, in a situation where we are being four and one, and all of a sudden you take Carolina lightly and you're four and two, then you lose to Philadelphia, you're four and three. And then all of a sudden you've got a game against New England who, you know, I know they're falling apart, but it's still the Patriots. And then you've got to go to Frankfurt to play the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, and all of a sudden you could be looking at, you know, being five and four or, or worse if you just don't, you know, every game really matters. So the idea of just, you know, sitting players for bigger games is, you know, a bit of a misnomer. But how do you feel about those two particular guys? I think they're being really cautious with a lot of these injuries and maybe a little too cute by half. Um, I I, I, feel, I think that Robert Hunt will play because you saw him. He was limited. Cardinal Williams is a different story. Like I could absolutely see them, you know, doing the math on this one and saying, you know what? Let's get a little run for, for a guy here just in case we might need him down the road. And let's, and let's be real. Whenever you hear groin, you have to be a little bit concerned and you, you got to, you got to side on the on on the side of caution with a groin injury because you don't want that reoccurring all throughout the season. So maybe Connor Williams is a guy that you might look at and say, you know what, sit this one out because we're really going to need you the following week. And, you know, we'll bring you back next week, but take the week off. Let's get you healthy. 
Let's get you ready to go for this little run toward the bye week. Uh, Robert Hunt is a guy that I, I do expect to play because he just popped up out of, out, out of nowhere uh, with a knee issue, and he looked fine after the game when he was dancing in the locker room. So, so yeah. I, I expect them to play, but it's uh, they're going to be very very cautious with these injuries. Uh, uh, I've I've even heard that Devon Achan, although he's very very young, um, feels as if he could have played like very very soon like within two yeah. weeks or so. It does feel like they're being overly cautious this year. Yes. And I can't afford that in many ways. You know, there's a long game to this that, that I find interesting. Just before we go to break here, just one one thing. One thing I like I like about what the Dolphins have, have done this season is that, and, and to Tua's credit, it's the one thing I, I love about his game, or one of the many things I love about his game, is that, you know, when he makes a mistake, the very next drive, he almost always bounces back with a touchdown. And this Dolphins offense hasn't, this season in five games, let mistakes sink it. So there's been 18 examples this year where a team has been minus three or worse in turnovers. Only one of those teams won, and that was the Dolphins last week against the Giants, and we won by 15. You know, mistakes haven't been the reason why, or you know, they have they've not put Miami in an adverse situation in games yet. And I think that's really important because it's early in the seasons when you see mistakes happen. And, you know, like the Patriots always used to say, you know, September was just an extension of the preseason. And that's kind of how they they worked it because they knew they were going to come on strong, you know, when it got colder. Oftentimes Gronkowski was coming back in the later part of the year and those sorts of things. But for Miami, they really haven't fallen over themselves to get to four and one. And, you know, there hasn't been the mistakes that some teams have been, um, have struggled with. And talk a little bit about that, Alf. Oh, absolutely. And I think that this is an important week. And the reason that they won't overlook this team is precisely because they have Philadelphia coming up and they know what's in front of them. You want to be a little bit sharper than you were against the Giants. Three turnovers is just not acceptable by by any stretch of the imagination. And Mike McDaniel even said on his presser to open up the week when they asked him about uh, Raheem Moser, who's had two fumbles in two weeks. Uh, That's something to monitor, although he did not lose this last one. Uh, Devon Achan lost his this week. Uh, he says that he almost gets pumped up when he sees something like that because he knows that there's going to be a more focused effort to thinking about the details, ball security, where the play is supposed to go, how you're supposed to hold the ball, where you're supposed to hold it, where you're supposed to tuck it, where you're supposed to go. Uh, he likes things like that. He likes teaching moments, and there's no bigger teaching moment than a turnover uh, inside your 30-yard line. And that's something that they have to clean up. I would like for them to start sharpening that uh, that pass offense once again, get it ready because they're going to need it against the Eagles and going forward. And I like to see them try to concentrate on playing a, a clean game. Play a clean game. Uh, it's it's not too hard to be perfect because you're you were already perfect once already this season. So let's you know strive for it once again. Try to play a perfectly clean game. Perfectly executed game, no turnovers, create some on the defensive end. That should be the focus this week and get out of get out of there with a win. We will be back after this break and we will look at what happens when the Panthers offense and Bryce Young has the ball. Stay with us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that business homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath, and laundry cabinetry Countertops and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or, do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. Or visit their website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than 80 five-star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water Cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to 3 Yards Per Carry. Welcome back to 3 Yards Per Carry. It's our Thursday preview. Alvis here. I am Simon. Chris is not here. We are about half an hour away from kickoff. Uh, if you're kind of working out where we are and what we're doing uh, before the Thursday night game, the Chiefs and the Broncos, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes et al. will be in the house. Uh, in the first half of the show, we talked about what happens when the Dolphins will have the ball on Sunday uh, in the 305. Uh, and in this section, we'll talk about what happens when Carolina have the ball. And look, Alf, it, it, it's clear that although he was the first overall pick, that Bryce Young has been the one quarterback that's probably struggled most in terms of the first round guys. And, you know, he's he's not quite, um, you know, the offense has been very, has been pared down, you know, pretty drastically for him. Um, and there's certainly some growing pains. What have you seen on tape that you've liked? What have you seen on tape that you think the Dolphins can take advantage of with Young and especially, you know, as he continues to grow and mould in that offence? And some rumours, you know, that uh, there was a very interesting press conference interview the other day with Frank Reich talking about the relationship between himself and the owner, David Tepper, and some things came out that maybe Reich actually wanted CJ Stroud and maybe that's revisionist history because of the way Stroud's playing. Tepper was the one that wanted Young, but you know, how do you see Young playing and and what have been your impressions of the early weeks? 
He's had some some awful moments, and uh, that game against the the Falcons that was just not good. Um, but he's gotten better, and he's improved every single week. And you could start to see, especially in this last game against Detroit. Now Detroit put up a number on them; it's forty two points. Um, the Panthers scored three touchdowns, which is something to build on. That offense is getting better every single week, and they need something in particular to work for them for them to be dangerous. First of all, Adam Thielen has been very, very good for them. He has 394 yards, okay? That's a lot, all right? He's on pace for something like 1,200, 1,300 yards when everybody thought that he was absolutely done. If you dig a little bit deeper into their numbers, you realize that Bryce Young has actually been an effective quarterback when they're on schedule. If they are not on schedule, He's been absolutely piss poor. And I'll give you some numbers. Uh, Third and one to third and six. They've thrown the ball 17 times. He's converted nine with his arm. That's a decent rate. It's not too good, but it's pretty damn good. It's it's above league average. Third and seven and above. They've tried to convert with his arm 20 times. They have five first downs. That's league worst. So... If you get them in third and long, third and seven and above, they seem to have a, a resigned nature to them. To them, they do they do not have a running game. Miles Sanders has has been absolutely awful. Uh, they don't have too much to get to past being on schedule, being on time with their short passing game. And if they are, they could hang around. And if they hang around, they could cut away possessions from the Dolphin offense. And if they cut away possessions from the Dolphin offense. They are within a score in the fourth quarter. And if they are within a score in the fourth quarter, uh, you always have a chance. So the key is the Dolphin off the Dolphin defense is going to have to win and win on first down. And if they win on first down, it just short circuits that entire offense. But if they stay on schedule and they could manage those third and ones and third and twos, third and fours, third and fives, they can convert first downs. And if they convert first downs, They'll be in this game in the fourth quarter. The thing is, you just can't bet on it because they just haven't done it. They've done it, it so few times. They, they actually did it for a half against Detroit, but that you could argue that was garbage time. So can they get on schedule? That's the key for them to hang around in this game. Not even five starts. He's played 16 quarters of professional football, 64% completion, 750 yards, five touchdowns, four interceptions. And I've seen at least three drop touchdowns. You know, some people are acting like he can't even complete a forward pass, which is, you know, fairly insane. And touch a bit on that run game. You know, they're, they're trying to get some mileage out of Tuba Hubbard, but it's really not working. And it's not working either on the outside, is it necessarily? You know, high expectations, I think, for that group. And, you know, when you look at DJ Chark and the his start to his career, he had in Jacksonville and sort of revitalized in Detroit. And Terrace Marshall, obviously a second round pick out of LSU. Jonathan Mingo, a guy we all liked out of Old Miss. I think he went in the second round, might have been early third. LaVisca Chanel, highly rated, highly regarded in Jacksonville, coming out of Colorado, where he was a, an absolute stud. But really, it's Adam Thielen, 33-year-old Adam Thielen, who's kind of, you know, been the bell cow in terms of receivers. Um, you know, w- they're a big physical group, you know, when you look at them. You know, they're long and fast. You know, Marshall and Chark, you know, are fast. And Mingo is big. And, you know, it presents some interesting matchups. Uh, and Vic Fangio talked today about Cam Smith not being far away from playing. And it feels like he's going to get some significant playing time over the next, you know, well, probably in this game, building up to those to those two big games that we've talked about on the road at Kansas City, on the road at Philadelphia. Absolutely. Uh, 
the reason they can't just they can't get the ball down the field, their pass protection just hasn't been all that great. Uh, Taylor Matone is a hell of a right tackle, one of my favorites in the league, one of the best right tackles in the league. But Iquano hasn't been all that great this season. And they do give up a lot of pressure up the middle. And for a smaller quarterback in Bryce Young, that's always going to be an issue. And if you get him off the spot, and it's right back to, to what I talked about, you got to get him off the spot. The rush up the middle is going to have to be extremely important. If you get him off the spot and a little bit off schedule, he tends to lose what he wants to get to, which is the route tree that they've actually you know, cultivated for him to execute. And in that, if he stays within that game plan, he actually looks really, really good, in my opinion. And I really don't get you know, what some, some of these people are saying, that they want to proclaim him a bust already. It sounds like the Tua and Brock Purdy thing all over again. And actually, that thing is actually worse because Tua and Brock Purdy are like certified stars right now. And this morning, I heard one of those uh, one of those stat nerds declare that stats are dead because those two guys are good now. So I don't know how you feel about it. Do you think the stats are dead, Simon? Because Brock Purdy and Tua are good now. No, I, I think it's um, I, I think it's a reductive discussion. Actually, I, I think it's done by people that don't really understand the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's done by that kind of mentality of uh, I love the draft and everything about it, but you know how fast a guy can throw and how fast a quarterback can run. And, you know, they have dominated the narrative more than, more than anything. Um, And, you know, guys like people say, Oh, two is a system quarterback. Brock Purdy is a system quarterback. I've got news for people. Yeah. Josh Allen's a system quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is a system quarterback. You know, Tom Brady was pretty much the ultimate system quarterback. Um, You know, Joe Montana was a system quarterback. And then people say, oh, well, Tua's got, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and Purdy's got, you know, Ayuk and McCaffrey and Kittle and, you know, and Debo. Well, you know, Joe Montana had Jerry Rice and Tom Rathman and Roger Craig and John Taylor and, you know, Brent Clark and, you know, all those great players on uh, skill positions, an amazing offensive line, Kennedy and Homo and, you know, all those kind of players. And it's just, yeah, I, I find the argument really reductive and I, I don't really understand it. And it's almost like you're trying to find multiple reasons to knock a guy where like Kevin Clark said it best is, you know, the, the problem with society is that we're, we're so quick to jump on people and so slow to own up to our mistakes when it comes to those sorts of things. And so many people, you know, jumped in the Brock Purdy is terrible, Tour is terrible, they're overrated, they're this, they're that boat that now they're finding it very hard to get out of. And yeah, I just think it's a bit sad, really. I just don't really listen to it anymore. It's just noise. It's just noise. Look, I think like, you know, I love Josh Allen. He's a great guy. He's a great quarterback. I love watching Justin Herbert. Herbert's had as good a season as anybody this year, you know, and it's gone completely under the radar. Like the weekend that the Dolphins won by 50, Herbert was 40 of 44 for 400 and some odd yards and four touchdowns or three touchdowns. And it was absolutely unbelievable. And it completely got washed away because of what happened in in Miami. But it's okay not to have them, you know, like I, I tweeted about the other night because Purdy made this great throw, a daggers concept against a, what was a cover one or what was a, a single high that moved to Tampa two, that moved to cover three, um, they rushed three, dropped eight. It was third and 12. And, and, you know, he threw the ball with just unbelievable anticipation and timing. And even before Debo had come out of his the top of his stem and 
it was a great throw. I don't care what anybody says. It was a great throw. It was one of the better throws I've seen this season. In fact, it's one of the best throws I've seen this season. And if people are like, oh, I could make that. Any high school quarterback would make that. Blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And it was like, and then I was listening to Greg Cassell and, and Doug Farrar this evening, and they were both talking about that throw and like going, there's just the complexities of it in terms of, you know, you've literally got two and a half seconds to get rid of the ball. You First of all, you've got to catch it. But also you then got to notice like rotating coverages and and what they're doing and they've gone man across the board and they've moved to something else and they're in a zone and then you've got linebackers and you've got to drop it in over the top of the linebackers and in front of the safeties. and But you're also just throwing to a spot. You don't even throw to a man and the man that you're throwing to is still running his route. He hasn't even cut yet. Like, I just think, the I just don't really listen to it. I think if you're a good quarterback, you're a good quarterback. If a scheme, like, I, I don't know why we're trying to limit people's ability to to do something it just makes no it makes no sense to me it, it makes no sense that you know everybody feels like you have to be like uh, like i mentioned it on twitter you have to be like jeff george to be successful you have to be six mm. foot six and you know the dolphins the 49ers the lions have some awesome weapons and the coaches help them get that job done uh, and that's a beautiful marriage of talent and scheme and that's a healthy offensive relationship and i don't see anything other than that why should it be anything other than that why should a guy get knocked because his arm strength isn't quite as big as uh, as guy number one or guy number seven or whatever and you know could justin herbert run mike Mac- Mac- daniel's scheme probably but it wouldn't be nearly as successful could brock purdy run you know could brock purdy go and just do what justin herbert does every week absolutely not because that's not his game kyle shanahan and mike mcdaniel and uh ben johnson and you know Look, Patrick Mahomes plays well within a scheme. You know, but those guys, those offensive coordinators, should be praised for for taking hold of quarterbacks and doing exactly what most coaches don't do, which is molding them and working with their super strengths to make them what they are. And yeah, I just find the whole thing just kind of a bit boring, really. Yeah, and and the, the total evaluation of of quarterbacks has has gotten comical at at times because uh, I I see some lists that that list. Kirk Cousins below Dak Prescott when it when they have like opposite situations where Dak Prescott has an all-world offensive line Kirk Cousins offensive line is falling apart in shambles all around him and now he has his number one weapon on on the men for four weeks but he's still leading the league in in yardage although not anymore because a certain quarterback in Miami overtook him but he's having a good season by any any stretch of the imagination and Dak Prescott's having a bad season by any stretch of the imagination Yet they'll refuse to switch him because some mythical idea that Kirk Cousins is bad when it's nighttime. <laughs> it's yeah. the dumbest things. It really is the dumbest thing. People are just stupid. People will just find anything to um yeah. Well, which will which brings us right back to where what started us on this. Bryce Young, when he, on schedule, and I've watched him, and yes, he's had some awful games. That Atlanta game, I don't, that was bad. That was bad quarterback play. That was bad play all around. But he's had moments where he's on schedule and guys are working for him. And when he's when he's on that when he's on schedule and he's getting those third and ones to third and sixes, he's converting and he's converting at an above average league rate. And if he does that, they'll be they will be effective. So my my warning for the Dolphins is don't be that team. Don't be that team that allows the light bulb to go on for Bryce Young. You know, delay it for another week because he is capable. Uh, no matter what anybody thinks, everybody's going to come into this game thinking, ah, he's a rookie quarterback and Big Fangio is going to smash him. No, he's capable. He's absolutely capable and he's showing signs every single week. 
And I think he'll be just fine. And my, my Twitter account is absolutely blowing up because apparently Steve Smith has just on the sideline just said something about Jerry Judy where he's literally just jumped in all in three three footed on Judy and literally every NFL account I follow is kind of posting the video. So uh, I'm going to look at that in a second. Thank you for listening. Oh, hit my own microphone. Thank you for listening. We should be back on Monday to review, uh, hopefully, another Dolphins win. Hopefully, a move to 5-1. and one. And then the following Thursday, a week from tonight, we will be looking ahead to Eagles-Dolphins on Monday Night Football. An exciting game. Sunday then. Night Football. Sunday Night Football. Well, even. We are not overlooking uh, the... Um, we are not overlooking the Panthers uh, at all. Uh, it will be a tough game. And if Bryce Young gets going, especially with some of that talent on defense, then you know it could be a, a much tighter game than people are, are thinking. But hopefully on Monday we'll be here. Chris will be back and we'll be talking about five and one. Enjoy the game. Have a great weekend. And we shall see you then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.